What it do, golf fans? Welcome back to the Turn Dogs Golf Podcast. This is Liam. Alongside me is Jack. It was another great week in golf. We had the PGA Championship. In my mind, it was a great course to watch. It was really fun to see everybody struggle. Made me feel better about myself as a golfer. Jack, what did you think about the weekend? That was nuts. What the heck just happened the last hour of golf that day? What happened? It was it was great. I mean, it was okay. Again, the bias has come out. I'm I'm sad Will couldn't pull it out, but it was by far one of my favorite finishes to a tournament, just in terms of mayhem in the last 20 minutes. So it was great to see. I, I feel bad for Nito. I feel bad for Gunned. Will. Um, I do think that there are going to be opportunities for those two to to get wins. So I'm not I'm not too dejected yet in terms of how they did. I just know their time will come eventually. But it was nice to see uh, Justin Thomas really pull one out. Yeah, I think minus Will Zalatoris and the guys that I bet on, Justin Thomas is the guy that I wanted to see. All credit goes to him. That was just one of the best rounds of golf, honestly, that I've ever seen. Regardless of course conditions, that was just a magical five, six hours from Justin Thomas. I am gutted is not a strong enough word for Mito Pereira and how well he handled that was just honestly remarkable because I think you were familiar with this. I left out a putt to go to state in high school Yep. And I had my head in my hands for like six days. This guy did media for an hour praising how blessed he was. It's just, it was unbelievable to watch. I hope he comes back and gets another win. In in terms of both Chilean golfers, Joaquin Neiman and Mito, they were both pretty class acts. I loved that Joaquin on Sunday for like two and a half hours, it felt like was just hanging around, talking to CBS, kind of going through the round, talking about, him and Mito, I guess, shared like an Airbnb, I'm assuming. And so he was going through talking about meal, you know, meals they were eating the week and just just really kind of being good class humans. And I I, I really kind of appreciated just how how real they were. It, it gave me a lot of respect for, for Mito and for Joaquin. Yeah, 100%. And it, it's just crazy. Um, I think no one that really listens and, what, and will bet golf will really understand why he pulled driver in that case on 18 you have to assume that Mito felt more comfortable about that drive than anybody in the world that has never played professional golf could ever feel on the first tee you ever get those first tee jitters imagine 18th hole I need to hit a fairway finder for a major millions of dollars water to the right fans to the left that is just it's an impossible shot obviously you know 90 percent of the golfers are going to do it but you know i think there will always be a question mark of if i i agree that there's a big if there again i'm hoping that mito eventually again i don't know if it'll be easy for him to win another major but having him win at least a tournament hopefully that'll kind of get the monkey off the back kind of deal and 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 that'll be something down the road that he'll have to figure out now there was a big storyline that i was reading about by a lot of people because rory was four under through like after like the sixth hole and everybody was talking about how that how if rory would have just stayed even par then he could have been in the playoff i mean that's a lot of what it could have should us in my opinion i mean obviously for had the he... major what it could have should have what if tiger woods woulda rode in a cart 
do you think he could have landed on a final page leaderboard on Sunday? No shot. What? No shot. No shot. He, no, you're tripping. He didn't look good, and the and, and the injury on Saturday proved it, and he pulled out Sunday. Which again, you don't think if he was in a cart for four days? I don't. I don't think so. I I think he still hurts himself somehow because because it did not look like he did anything strenuous to hurt himself on Saturday. More than anything, it looked like fatigue. Okay, well, he, fatigue. you just proved my point. So the first two days, he looks fantastic, right? Then you get into Saturday and Sunday, you're talking about fatigue, body wear, which is all relevant. It all plays a role. But if he's in a cart, he's still going to be fatigued, but it probably won't be to the point where he's putting that much stress on his body. You and I have different versions of fantastic on Tiger's first two days. He was plus three. He was plus five at one point on Friday. Almost didn't make the cut. Had to shoot well on the back nine on Friday just to make the cut. You are taking in context here <laughs> 2004 tiger woods you're also taking into the fact that he's been playing regularly do you know after his car accident that should have taken his life he played the masters and the pga against the strongest field in the world he shouldn't be here and he is you you asked if i think you he would have been on the front page of the leaderboard and my answer was no i don't think he would have Again, I was happy he made the, the golf the, podcast for the. <laughs> I was happy happy he made the cut. It's unfortunate that he got hurt on on Saturday. I'm sure the weather didn't help, and that he had to withdraw on Sunday. Onward and upwards for him. I'm sure we'll see him at the Open. I really oh, doubt yeah. we're going to see him before then. Personally, I don't think we're going to see him in any tournaments prior to it, and that's fine. Let's get him to the Open, and we'll, and we'll cross that bridge when we get there. He'll win. Okay. All right. It's well, his favorite course in the world. I, it's I, flat. It's not long. Quote me now. Quote me now. All right. Jack thinks Tiger's going to win, win the open, but we'll, we'll see. I just hope he makes the cut again, but that's, that's really all I can do. All right. Um, how did your FanDuel and DraftKings go this past week? I felt like you yeah. did pretty good. You, I you did were fine. I did fine. I wouldn't say good or bad. Scotty Scheffler really killed me. That was brutal. Because it was, you know, every 50-50 I did, I placed, thank goodness, kind of did everything. So there you go. Obviously, Rory top 10, Davis Riley 13th, uh, Billy Horschel with a comeback, Matsuyama kind of came back. Scheffler, number one player in the world, course built to his strength. He, I, he let me down. That was a tough one that I, you and a lot of other people, there were a lot of people that were big on Scotty this week. I had him winning. Yeah, that, well, that we'll, we'll get to that by the way, too, because I'm not letting you pick Scotty for like the 13th week in a row as a, as a, as a winner this week. So you might've got it. You might've dig a little deeper into there, but I agree. I think Scotty and, and Cantlay really hurt a lot of people. And there were a few other big names that didn't. Uh, DJ, Sergio, DJ, Adam Scott. Yes, 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 yes. So there were definitely a couple names that hurt people on that front. My DraftKings lineup, of course, Scotty Scheffler, Cam Smith, Shane Lowry, both top 25, Maverick McNeely, who just, who he, he, you know, shout out Amber Heard. He pulled an Amber Heard and just took a deuce in the final, <laughs> final couple rounds right there. Yeah, Sebastian Munoz kind of did it well Saturday, one under. Adam had one, just another boring pick. He's let me down two weeks in a row, but. Again, it's, it's, it wasn't bad. It was just fine. 
And I feel like there are just diamond and the rough lineups out there that really capitalized. Yeah, it, it was kind of tough, unfortunately. So, all right, let me, let's, let's do a little clarification here. So on Thursday morning at 4 a.m., I, I get up at the, the bright early days of 4 a.m. on Thursdays. And I wake up to a big notification that says Hideki has, you know, aggravated an injury. He's not doing too great. And I immediately go into panic mode. I think this is a repeat of previous, previous situations. He could theoretically pull out. Of course, cheers. I text Jack. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cheers. Um, I think that Hideki could theoretically pull out of the tournament. It's a little concerning in terms of how he's doing. So I take him out of pretty much all of my lineups at that point. Now, of course, Jack's asleep like every other human on the planet at 4 a.m. He gets the message at about 7.30. Tournament's already started. He can only do... What <laughs> do he you does. think that I slept in past tea time number one at a major? Okay, well, I think the first tea time was 7.30, but I think the, the lineup's locked at 7. So the point being is all of my lineups are so many switches because after I moved to Hideki, I had to move to other players and it just caused a lot of headaches. So in Jack's lineups, Hideki heard him, whereas in my original lineups from last week, I had Hideki in a lot of them. And then I was able to switch off of him because of my concerns. Mm. So that's kind of the main reason in discrepancies between Jack's team and my team on that. All right. Um, I'll go through my DraftKings. I had Cam Smith. Uh, for, he finished tied 13th. I had Spieth. He finished tied 34th. Uh, I had Shane Lowry, and I switched to Matt Fitzpatrick. Uh, Lowry tied 23rd. Fitzpatrick tied 5th. I had Adam Scott. He missed the cut. That was unfortunate. He was one of the big ones that missed the cut. I thought he could do well. Um, I had Russell Henley. I switched to Tommy Fleetwood. So he that uh, Henley was tied 60th, Fleetwood was tied fifth. And Spoiler I had, alert, if you want to just fast forward through Liam's pick this week for his daily fantasy sports roster, you're more than welcome to. You'll just yeah. catch the updated version on Twitter. Yeah, that's that, that's <laughs> the best way to do it. I'll just give you the I'll just give you the updated one because it's always just a headache when, whenever I'm switching. Uh, my sixth guy was Horschel. He finished 68th. So it was a lot of switches and they all kind of benefited me. I ended up making a little money on DK this week. Done. So I had Cam Smith switch to JT. So that was tied 13th to first. Uh, Jordan Spieth was tied 34th. Uh, I went from Hideki to Shane Lowry. That was T60 to T23. I went Billy Horschel to Joaquin Neiman. That was 68th to tied 23. I went from Sergio to Davis Riley. That was a big jump. Uh, from miscut to T13, and then Russell Henley, which was tied 60th. Done. Boom. There you go. All right, how's the bets looking? I know you beat me this week. What are you What are you up, like 35 units or something now at this point? This is just getting ridiculous. For the major championship, I was up 4.62 units. Um, obviously not my best week, let's be honest here, but um, I believe that brings my total to almost up 13 units Apologize, I don't have my notebook in front of me where that specific information is because I'm recording in another room. Regardless, Adria Arnas, baby. Probably not even pronouncing his name right. Plus 350 for top 40. Finished top 30. I can't imagine what his odds were for top 30. So that kind of cleared out a couple of the losses, including Tiger and uh, Corey Connors, who just uh, just brutally, brutally hurt me. Another couple ones that were good. 
Davis Riley top 40, Justin Rose top 40, Cameron Young top 40 was good. Rory top 30 was good. Uh, Abraham Answer being the top Mexican player. That was spectacular. Um, so all those hit Oliver Becker, Tiger, Billy Horschel, and Corey Connors were the losses, but up units can't complain. Not bad. Yeah, there you go. That um Arnas actually was very interesting because I was worried that both him and Becker were gonna miss for you. Uh, Becker missed, and then Scheffler and Cantlay missed, but but are not hit for you. Your lineup was all across the board on a couple of those, but it worked out. Yeah, you went, what, uh, 7 for 10, 6 for 10? Yeah, 6 for 10, because it was Becker, Woods, Horschel, and Corey Connor. So 6 for 10 plus 350 on one of them. I mean, that'll carry most of the losses. So there you go. cannot complain. It's a good way to do it. And we we shared the Cam Young bet, so that was a nice win. I had Mito top 40. Talk about a, a, a random flyer for somebody that could have been really well. Could have done top 10 with him, but what it could have should have. So that was a win. Uh, I had Adam Scott over Kokrak and Homa. I think he finished last of the three of those. So that's <laughs> well, Adam Scott missed the cut. So Exactly. I and then uh, Billy Horschel top 40. That was an L. And uh, Honor Bon Lahiri also missed a cut, so he did not get top forty. You bet! Wow, that was a yeah. That was a that was one. That was my flyer pick. I know. Uh, so I went two for five. I'm down 0.6 units. So I was three six five. I'm now basically three. Um, we'll go into last week's winners. Jack had Scotty Scheffler, and then parentheses on Tiger and Hideki. So he got a cut, a withdraw, and a tied 60th <laughs> as, he, as he fist pumps. I got a little trifecta there. I should start betting on horses. <laughs> um, and on my end, I had Joaquin Neiman with the parentheses on Spieth. That would be a T23 and a T34. So uh, that's, you know, respectable for me. I'll take that just about any week, especially on a major uh jack's wild pick of the week was a uh robert mcintyre top 10 which after day one looked genius let's yeah, talk about fir- that first day he played really really I well i was like whoa hold the phone uh just in case you didn't see he finished uh 77th uh did not play well on the weekends i think the weather kind of got to him and then i had can't later miss the cut the odds came out on that, by the way, on like Wednesday. I think he was plus 330. So hopefully you bet it because that was a big old W. I was very proud of that one. I felt bad because, again, it hurt a lot of people, including Jack's lineup. But what are you going to do? Well, yeah, what it could have should have. Oh, well. Got to be selfish for making the deal. Exactly. So, all right, Jack, any other thoughts on, on the weekend? Except that I'm just – critically sad that a major week has passed and now i gotta wait for a long time for another one who do you think is going to win a major first in the future mito or zalatoris zalatoris come on yeah okay he has what six out of eight of his majors are top fives top tens it it really makes you think about it for the open because he, he's been playing so well in it previously honestly i thought about this just before we got on i don't know if he'll make the cut at the open might be a wild take. Might yeah, be a, could wild, be a take. wild take. Could be a good pick. So, all right. So I got to cycle back. Let, let, let's go into this. Let's go into this week. All right. So we are going to the Charles Schwab Challenge at the Colonial Country Club in Fort Worth, Texas. All right. That was last Texas stop of the year. Was it? Is it the last Texas stop of the year? Yep. All right. That's good to know. Uh, so this is a par 70. 
It is uh, 7,200 yards. It is one of the shortest courses on tour. That being said, you'll get winners uh, in the past that include Kevin Kisner. Kokrak. To, yeah, last year's winner, Jason Kokrak. So just because it's a short course doesn't mean that a long ball hitter doesn't do well. Uh, as I said, last year's winner was Kokrak. Uh, one thing to say, uh, Bubba Watson already has already withdrawn. Tore his meniscus. Yeah, he played the entire PGA Championship on a torn meniscus. That's so impressive. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> hold on. Let's let's cycle back. I'm not gonna let you off the hook with that one. Bubba what Watson played with a torn meniscus, and you're talking about how impressive that is. Tiger Woods barely has a human leg to walk on, and you're like, ah, should have made the cut. Wasn't impressive. But but Bubba Watson was on the leaderboard. <laughs> All I'll say, Tiger Woods, 2008 U.S. Open, broken leg, torn ACL, torn Achilles, won a major, <laughs> and an 18-hole, more than an 18-hole playoff. But you are also a Tiger homer, and I am not a Bubba Watson homer. So there's a little bit of bias that I think is. I'm a lefty. <laughs> we, I only, I have a select group of guys that I relate to. I have like. Okay, Phil like Mickelson's also a lefty, and nobody's a big fan of him right now because of what he's doing. That's the Earl Gray. But I, growing up, I had <laughs> Phil, Bubba, and Mike Weir. Those are the three lefties I had to look up to. It's so, fair. It's fair. But I'm just like, saying, I think Bubba Watson finishing well in the PGA Championship on a tour meniscus is very impressive Regardless oh, I'm not of my, I, you. I know i know you're giving me grief but i'm just saying um all right so the colonial a comparable course to the colonial is harbor town the rp rbc heritage it's tree lines all along fairways you gotta hit really good and accurate shots in order to do it uh the craziest stat i found looking into this by the way Chris Kirk is 11 for 11 on making the cut at the Colonial, and he won it in 2015 when it was the Crown Plaza Championship. All I will know is I will write or, or cross out the one note I had about Chris Kirk <laughs> on my thing here. Um, and then the, well, the one last thing is obviously the weather has been kind of crappy the last couple of weeks. We're looking good this week. Thursday and Friday is going to be good weather. Saturday should be fine. And then Sunday's a little breezy, but all things considered, it's going to be way better than it's been almost every other weekend in the last six weeks. Thank goodness. I know. It's about time we got a nice weather week. We needed it. So, all right, Jack, you ready to get into it? We're going to start the, uh, start the lineups. Should I just kind of – usually this is the point in the pod where I go, you should put Scotty Scheffler in your lineup or not be an idiot. Yes, he should be in your lineup. Let's not go ahead and beat the bush around. There's no, I, there's a better chance that I go out and win a tour event than Scotty Scheffler repeating the performance he had. But, and I know, I know I'm biased. Yeah. Most of the time it works. I think JT is going to be dangerous this week. Did you see his last couple of days? The exact thing you talked about is ball striking. Now he has the confidence. He's won a freaking major. That dude has. Again, like I said, arguably one of the best Sundays or rounds of golf I've ever watched in my life. And if you know me personally or whatnot, I've been watching golf since the day I slid out. Um, <laughs> Justin Thomas is dangerous. And he, of all people, would be the number one guy in your lineup and I think should be. But speaking of Harvard Town, Spieth in that playoff with Cantlay, yep. he looks good. Didn't have the best week in the world, but he could be dangerous as well. So, all right, I'm just going to throw out a couple of thoughts here. 
Uh, Jordan Spieth has finished in the top 10 here, five of the last six years. There you go. It, it is in Texas. And the whole Homer with Spieth thing in Texas. I actually think Spieth will probably be the most owned golfer in this region in terms of, in terms of percentage. I think a lot of people are going to start their lineups with Spieth. Hmm. I think JT might be kind of faded by a lot of people because people are thinking on the whole back-to-back, just coming off of the win, had all the media attention, stuff like that. Um, in terms of Zalatoris, who, of course, I have to mention – because I always mention Zalatoris. He is the best player on tour right now in strokes gain tee to green. That is the most important metric on this course because, again, this is tree-lined fairways. You have to hit very accurate shots. Uh, this course has relatively small greens, but they are, uh, quote-unquote, easy to putt in, whatever that means. Where's John Rahm? Come on, dog. Yeah, exactly. So hopefully that means that the putter is not the most vital thing that the players need this weekend. So I think Spieth and Zalatoris are going to be good picks. And then obvious, honestly, if we don't need a putter, don't hate Hovland. Well, the putter's not the problem. It's chipping. Well, yeah. Yeah. Which if you did watch, he in and I watched not necessarily closely, but his proximity to the hole, I think, really improved. And I think that he realized, and I think at a young age, like he is, I mean, he's no, he's barely older than this. I remember watching him at, oh gosh, I'm blanking on the course. And I went and watched him for the national championship at the course in Chicago. Course, no, um, Rich Harvest Farms. So I watched him there and unbelievable. He's, I think a year or two older than us, but his chipping was really good this week. So if he can continue with that, like you said, you don't necessarily need the putter seven cuts or excuse me seven top tens and 14 to 15 cuts definitely worth the lineup there's nothing about it and then obviously more is best iron player on tour right now yeah all of course everybody in this range is dangerous we're just trying to kind of lean you in our directions in terms of what we're thinking right off the right off the bat but really anybody up here is is a good play yeah That's so i might cool. as well bypass and just make you shut up because the alert is back the alert's here Okay. All right. I was curious if the alert was coming out. Yeah, we are in the 9K range. We're going to go uh, Daniel Berger up to Sam Burns. There's This is a small 9K range, I feel like. No, only, only what, five, six names? Yeah, and I think the reason for that is also if you look at the 8K range, it is small as well. Yeah. So I think there's going to be a lot of lineup disparity this week. Um, but just jumping into it, I don't like Sam Burns this week. I can't explain why. You know me, I sometimes get that little feeling back of my neck. Most of the time they pan out. Um, Max Homa, got a weird feeling about Max Homa. He freaking wins the tournament. Um, I think there's, everybody here is going to do fine. I think Max Homa is probably the most underrated player coming into this week. And I say that because if you look at his stats, his last, we'll call it, Six events, 13 win, 48 in the Masters, 13, 17, 10, 14. Yeah. That dude is riding a wave of golf, like just flying under the, like just under the cloud line at 9,400. I think he's just the steal of the tournament. I, I agree. I actually am a really big fan of Homa. Um, okay. Yeah. Just making sure that Berger did in fact miss the cut last week. Um, so I am a big fan of Homa. I actually don't hate your answer alert this week. 
I'm a little worried about Sung J M. Again, he's coming back from COVID. I'm I'm hoping he gets back to 100. I'd kind of like to see it first. But if you want to bet Sung J M, I don't think he's going to be high. Number one, bet him at the Masters. Well, yes. But I think he, I think he's not going to be very high owned this week, and I think that's going to work out really well if you want to risk it and try and put him into your lineup because you are going to be in the minority. Yeah, I think uh, to, he was top twenty at RBC if I remember. He was, and then uh, somebody I'm fading. I'm, I don't want Tony Finau. He lost all of his driving distance. Did you did you notice that he used to be like top ten in driving distance? I think the last four years, and then this year he's dropped down to ninetieth. Well, that's still like 295 carry. Let's, uh, yeah, but, I, again, he's it's great, but it's like, where did all the distance go? Like, he's not like the, 65. The he had, and I remember talking about this with you and another mutual friend of ours, where you're watching through January up and through March at the players, and you go, he's having a swing change. And he was. And ever yeah. since the players, 29, 35, 2, 41, and 30, I think he took that driving distance in the swing change and realized, 20 yards in an inch and a half of rough is going to do me more harm than 20 yards shorter and in a position. So I think that this will be a week that will change the course of betters like you and I, in terms of if Finau will become a regular person in lineups or bets, um, or if we'll continue to fade him like Daniel Berger. Yeah. Again, Berger's Berger's not the guy right now. He, he's, he, he came back for the tournament last week. Didn't, didn't play great. Missed the cut. Didn't look well. That's fine. We're just going to, we're just going to leave Berger there. Eventually he'll get healthy and we'll get back into him, but don't really want to mess with him right now. Uh, I agree. I, by the way, I think answer fits well for this course. I think this is a really good set, setup for him and he fits out really well in the, uh, the metrics. And I think Sam Burns is an option. I know you said you don't like him. I think he's just kind of going to be boring. He's going to be like a thirties or forties finisher. Nothing yeah. too special. Person. I just have that feeling, so I don't know. Can't tell you why I don't like it. It's just one of those things. I don't and I texted you, and I'll be mentioning this same guy in here. I have the feeling. On who? Hint, he wears no gloves. I texted him. Who wears no gloves? We'll get there, baby. All right, who do we got in the AK range? What, what, what are we talking? Tommy Fleetwood. Yep. That dude is dangerous. Swing is there. Coming into form. I think that the minus the one week where you definitely faded him in the correct manner, he's turned it around since there. Um, the other two guys I'm looking at this week are Davis Riley, just continuing the hot streak, Kevin Na, and then maybe really if you're really looking for a guy, maybe Billy Horschel, but I think Mito Prayer is going to be the most owned player in this entire tournament. You think Mito is going to be the most owned? 8,600, just finished top three in a major. You've every common better. I'm not talking about people that do this every week. I'm talking about, I'm going to throw in a $5 this week. And they see Mito in an AK range. He's going to be at least 40% owned, I bet. Uh, I, I think Fleetwood might get that ownership. It, I don't know when I see him at 8,800. It's not very often. Even in loaded fields, like big majors, he's still 9K plus. So 8,800 just seems really low for him. I think he's going to be very popular, and I think it's very worthwhile because I think he's going to play well. Um, Taylor Gooch, not a bad option. Steady, does the job. Uh, I I don't want to do Mito, but I actually don't think he's going to be that, that high-owned. I think people are going to be scared to get back to him. I think post-week of a major, 
people are always hesitant to go back to people that won or finished in the top couple of spots. Well, listen, so think- I'm not saying anything bad about Mito because he's on a tear right now. 317, 25 or 26, 13, 27 in his last five starts. That dude's on a tear. I think he'll do great. I think he's going to be top 20 for sure. But I just think that he's going to be the most owned player by far. So if you're trying to separate, maybe avoid him, but he's going to do great. That's fair. All right. Well, uh, we're not in Florida, so I'm avoiding Billy Horschel, even though he'll probably make the cut. Uh, I do like your call on Davis Riley. That's a good pick. And then do you want to talk about the, uh, the elephant the in el- the room? Yeah, the elephant in the room, uh, DeChambeau. Listen, here's, here's what I'll say, because you know me. I got my strong opinions here. If he's healthy, he will be the most dangerous player in the field in regards to daily fantasy sports. If. I agree. Because it, it's shown when he's playing in the capability that he's supposed to, he is a top five player in the world, regardless of skill. He will come out there and blast. So this may be the week that he goes from an 8K to a 12. Or No, I'm not saying he's going to win. I'm saying this might be the week he turns from an 8,300 daily fantasy sports to a 10,500 guy. So if you're looking for a discount and taking that 50, 50 risk, here's your opportunity. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an option, but I know that he was talking about coming back at uh, the Memorial, which I think is next weekend. I think it's next week. So the fact that he's in the field right now for this tournament is concerning. I don't think he'll stay in the field. I think he will withdraw before Thursday. Mm, personally. Might be a hot, that might be a hot take. I don't know if he could do a bet for a W. Yeah. Can I do a wild, can I do a wild take for Bryson DeChambeau withdrawal? Like I'll do it. Tweet at DraftKings plus 1000 for a Bryson WD. <laughs> I, I would, I, I would honestly throw, I'd throw a dollar on it just to, just to have it just cause I could. Um, but yeah, I think I think Tashambo is likely to withdraw, and then I think he'll come back in a week or two because he said he wanted to come back from the Memorial. Um, under Tashambo, we have Kokrak and Nah. They're both previous winners. Don't hate them, don't love them. Eh. And then obviously Bubba Watson, which we were already. So, yeah. well, considering the fact we have six thousand golfers in the seven and six K range, we might as well just jump into it. Yeah, let's go for it. Who's your uh, who's the first guy you want to talk about? There's Chris a lot Kirk. of options. Done. Put him in your lineup. Simple as that. Nothing further. I thought I was going to be the one that was all Chris Kirk, but all right, you're beating me to it. Well, I had one note about him. You ready for um ready for a hot topic? <laughs> sure. Patrick Reed. All right, you can go back to him. He's all yours. I won't steal him from you. Going back to it? Do I have an understanding you, why? You've, you've like bet him previously. You've liked him in the past. I think there's certain events where he really will shine masters. That course fits him so well, even though he cannot cut the ball for his life without doing a helicopter. Yep. Um, suits him well, but I will tell you one thing. K H Lee. He won two weeks ago, finished 40th or 41st, whatever the ties were last week. And then Wells Fargo top 30. He is 7,200, and it still boggles me that he's being sat on this much. But Stuart Sink, I knew you were lock going it in. This pick. I knew lock you were going it in. Here. One of my favorite golfers, lock it in. Oh man, all right, interesting, interesting, interesting. I, 
I, I, you can keep both those guys personally. That is all, that is all you. Um, Thank you. I love the top of this 7K range. I think any one of the first five guys are viable. Uh, Woodland, Gary Woodland, Chris Kirk, Harold Varner III, Brian Harmon, Justin Rose. I think if I'm picking three of those guys, it's probably Chris Kirk, Harmon, and Rose. Uh, but really, if you want to throw two of those five in your lineups, I'm here for it. I mean. Yeah, I completely agree. And then it's hard to overlook the guy that's honestly minus Max Homa, the guy flying under the radar, Tom Hoagie. Yep. Been on a tear. Christian Bezwedenhout, just solid. But Maverick McNeely, cut machine. Yep. Kevin Kisner, former winner. Ricky Fowler, who's finally getting his game together, and it's so amazing to watch. Um, I think there's so many, so many guys in this category that I think in a regular tournament you could fill your entire roster here. I agree. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say one more name in the seven K range, and then I'm ready to go into the. Tell uh, me why it's uh, Cameron Davis, real quick. It's not Cameron Davis ah. at all. Uh, Ryan Palmer. I almost said Ryan Palmer, but I so, swore you're gonna go back to the well. So uh, we're in Texas. Ryan Palmer lives in Texas. Went to UT. The whole the whole shtick. He's got the same speed narrative he plays great in Texas and like only Texas too, which I think is hilarious, but on every Texas course, Ryan Palmer is, is deadly and he always finds his way onto a leaderboard. So I don't know if he's maybe a DFS play. I don't know if he's a bet you want to get to, but I think it's a very viable option. Done. Say less. All right, Jack. And then let's just get into the six K range and talk about some of the flyers out here. Cause last week there were not any flyers, but this week we got a couple of guys. That's for sure. Done. Let me just sandblast this really quickly. I know it's not the right term. You can take that out you want to. Denny McCarthy, 48, 25, 56, 18, 48, 60, 61, 30. His last bunch of weeks, that's a cut machine at this price range in the six. Um, obviously, I'd be remiss not to talk about, you know, a guy that's just continuously done well um, in this in this range. And I feel like it's a guy that's really not appreciated as much. Um, and I think that this guy may shock you, may shock you. Okay. Eric Higo. He in his last four weeks, 115th missed cut, 121st missed cut, 78th missed cut, 110th missed cut. I think he's coming back with a vengeance. However, ready for the guy that I have a feeling on. Sure. At 6,700. Lucas No Glove Glover. I have no understanding why. Zero understanding. But when I looked at the field, I said, I got a weird feeling. He's he's going low this week. Quote me. I I don't blame you. Uh I thought about Lucas Glover. I know he played well last week. Uh that's one where realistically I didn't hate though. I didn't hate Lucas Glover, but I know you're a big fan of him. So I'm not going to steal your thunder on that one. Uh, I'm going to throw out a couple names that I think are going to just kind of be steady. Uh, Pat Perez at 6,900. He just makes, you know, he plays pretty consistently. If you're looking for a guy that's a low flyer, you want somebody to finish thirties, forties. He's made uh, seven of his last eight cuts. It's pretty good. 
Uh, I'm going to say Steven Yeager again, 6,800. Again, not much to go on. Tied 15th at the Mexico Open, tied 6th at the Wells Fargo, tied 38th at the AT&T Byron Nelson. Hmm. It's all he's got. But those are three three straight good finishes. And then uh, don't hate Doug Gim. He goes, he stats out really well in the metrics this week. He's 6,700. And Austin Smotherman, 6,300. He fits really well in the, uh, the model as well. Yeah, there's one other guy. He has no PGA Tour experience. It is unfortunately missed a cut in a bunch of other competing tours. But St- or Tyler Strafacci, U.S. amateur champion. He's in the field this week. Um, don't exactly know why, but I think it'd be a fun guy to look at. You know, USAM champion. Usually the guys perform really well. So that's another guy I'm keeping my eye out. Wow, that was a that was an impressive poll. Okay, yeah, Strafacci. Okay, yeah, that's that's the extent of my golf nerd. I'm watching the match play for uh, USAMs. Gotcha. All right, well, that's that's fine then. All right, let's go through and look at some of the lineups. What are you, what do you got started out for me on on DK Jack? Yeah, again, I just I feel good about this. But I might change it. No, I will not because I've been consistent that whatever picks I give the pot, I'm rocking with. So JT, 11, Max Homa, 9-4, Answer Alert, 9-3, Stuart Sink, 7-1, Lucas Glover, 6-7, Garrick Higo, 6-2. Wrap it up, call it a day. Garrick Higo at 6'2". Interesting. See, I, I thought that I was going to be different and you wouldn't be going with a low val, low, low guy, but you went Higo at 6'2"? Okay. Huh. All right. Interesting. Who was your top guy again? I forget. I'm sorry. JT. JT. All right. So you went all the way up to JT. All right. Well, I did not go JT. I skipped over most of the range. I went right to uh, Willie Z at 10-1. Homa at 9-4. Fleetwood at 8-8, eight, eight. Uh, Harold Varner III at 7-8, uh, Maverick McNeely at 7-5, and Austin Smotherman at 6-3. And then do you want to get into your FanDuel? Yeah, uh, but first I just swapped out Garrett Kegel for Sahith Tagala because I saw him at 6-5 while I was reading it. So yes, I just tweaked that. Even though Garrett Kegel is now going to finish top 20 now that I've changed it, um, FanDuel, Kind of, kind of went on a, a whim here. Okay. Scotty Scheffler, 11-8. Justin Thomas, 12. <laughs> Kevin Na, 9-8. Davis Riley, 9-8. Lucas Glover, 8-2. And Stewie Sink, 8-1. Kind of the same guys, but I think I, I feel really good about them. I'm not going to change it up and just hopefully the, the crossover guys don't bite me in the rear. You kind of went to three different ranges and just like picked two guys. Which Honestly, I, yeah. Which I think is interesting. Definitely gonna make a lineup with KH leaning it though. Gotta make a lineup with KH. I don't blame you. It's not a TPC course. That's my only it's my only challenge. I said I was gonna wait for the next TPC course to put KH Lee in there. I have no clue in the next TPC course on the calendar. I think it's I think it's Deer Run. Uh TPC River Highlands, Travelers, then Deer Run. Gotcha. So you got back to back weeks of it. There you go. All and right. Then a 3M in the end of July or whatever. KH Lee's getting one of those picks. That's all I know. Um <laughs> 
It's all I know. He's getting one of them. All Looks right, like I, I can't bet Scotty. You can't bet KH on TPC. That, that, that's fair. I don't blame you. All right, let, let me do my FanDuel. I'm going to do uh, Spieth started out at 11-4. I'm going to go Homa at 10-8. Gooch at 10-4. Fleetwood at 9-8. Brian Harmon at 9-5. And per, Pat Perez at 8K. Done. So... We'll see. I love those top five guys. Don't love Pat Perez, but might be a flyer change on that one. Yeah, that's definitely one I'll change. I think I have an extra hundred too. So we'll we'll have to do some moving around there and figure that one out. So all right. Do you want to go into bets next? Have you had some time to look look over? Yes. And I definitely have some uh some fun picks here. So a little bit different. Usually I pick just the biggest guys and then some flyers. Yep. Um, I think that it's going to be a pretty consistent week here. So I'm just going to try and capitalize and make as much money as I can. I think Kevin Na, top 20 plus 130 will be a good test. Davis Riley is plus 190 for top 20. Um, Chris Kirk, top 40 is minus 140. Stuart Sink, top 40 is minus 130. Spieth at top 20 is minus 160. Abraham answer top 20 is plus 160. P Reed top 40 is plus 115. Tommy Fleetwood is minus 115 for top 30. Justin Thomas top 10 minus 100. So a wash. And then Lucas Glover top 40 plus 150. Lots of bets. Um, but the one I think will win me the most money this week out of all of them, because I'm going to continue going. Mito Pereira, top 20, plus 190. He's going to go off. I don't think it'll be a win, but I think his ball striking will take him to a top 20. Okay, there you go. I, I respect it. You you did a couple more bets than me again. Um, Let me just take a deep breath, because I got to, you know. <laughs> I, I was just, yeah, you, you went through a lot there. I was trying to follow along. Uh, I'm surprised you did not go Patrick Reed, top 40, at plus 110. I figured... I I figured you'd throw you'd throw that one in there. I did. Was, I said P. Reed. Oh, okay. You were going so fast, and you 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 just cruising through it. I didn't even notice. <laughs> but yeah, that was the one where I was like, "Wow, no Patrick Reed top forty. Okay. Um, I got four bets, a little less than Jack, but that's fine. Uh, I got Ryan Palmer top forty at minus one twenty five. I'm doing Ricky Fowler top forty plus one ten. Uh, I'm going to do Chris Kirk top forty at minus one forty. And I'm going to do Steven Yeager top 40 at plus 200. Nice. So those are going to be my four bets for the week. I'm doing it a little lighter. If you can't tell, I've been, I've been struggling with bets. <laughs> so I'm trying to, I'm trying to maybe lighten it down a little bit, try to get to a couple, a couple less bets, but a couple better thought processes on those bets. Are we doing a wild pick or are we doing winners first? Whatever you want. I'm good for whatever. All right, it's gonna well, happen either way. All right, well, let's start with wild picks. Um, I have a couple options because I don't know what you want. In I was gonna say I have two as well. Okay, so so what are you thinking? Or do you I'll, want? Okay, I'll start with one. My one is Lucas Glover top twenty is plus four fifty. Okay. Um, and then I can read my other one unless you want to just switch off. Uh, my my first one is Ryan Palmer top ten plus five hundred. And geez, <laughs> yes, wow, that was unexpected. <laughs> so, so was your was your was it Luke Donald? 
No, uh, Lucas Luke Glover. Glover. Luke Glover. Yeah, sorry. Um, and then my last one, Stuart Sink, top ten plus one thousand. Oh wow. Okay. All right. My my second one was Nate Lashley, top twenty for plus six hundred. Again, when these wild cards, we're not necessarily <laughs> betting, or if we are, it's not. It's pennies on the dollar in all comparison to everything else. So, yeah. you know, you take your unit. Uh, if you call it, most people call a unit a standard hundred dollars. So we might throw, you know, a couple bucks on this or whatever your scale is, ten. We might throw a dollar, whatever, whatever the case may be. We're not officially classifying these as bets, but something that is definitely a possibility that we're just having fun with. I'm I'm gonna do Palmer top ten if you're okay with my plus five hundred there. Yeah. Okay. It should All be right. higher than plus or top ten of a Ryan Palmer. I, you'd be surprised. He actually got bet down since I've since I threw this in my uh, my notes. I think he's now like four eighty. Ryan Palmer, plus five hundred. You aren't kidding. Yeah, he's he's been bet down for whatever reason. People like him, and I'm here for it because I like him too. But uh, do you want do you want Stewie or do you want uh, Glover? I'll go Glover because I had my initial feeling about him, and I texted you. Okay, that feels could, right. What, what was he again? Top ten, top twenty. Top 20 is plus 450. All right. I like that. We, t- we got two bets that aren't too far off from one another. All right. And then I'm looking for a winner. Start us off, my man. Oh, okay. You're really in. All right. Um, man, am I really going to do this? Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Brian Harmon. Dude, you didn't even mention his name one time. Yeah, I did. He's in my FanDuel lineup. <laughs> oh, I must have missed it. Yes. He's in my he's in my FanDuel lineup. Wow. So a little bit lower on the uh on the board. I was I was thinking maybe him or like a Chris Kirk, but I think I'm gonna go Brian Harmon this week. You can go one A, one B. I don't mind that. All right. We can have I'll, two winners. I'll go Harmon with a parentheses on Kirk. So that, so if it comes to it, Harmon's still my pick, but I want to know what Kirk does. Gotcha. So mine, I think, honestly, I think Max Home is going back to the well here. Okay. I think he might get a dub in parentheses for me. I do think Justin Thomas might go back-to-back weeks. His ball striking is unbelievable. You'd be pissed at me if I went number one favorite odds for – winners like three weeks in a row but you just you look at his ball striking is so good i am kind of glad at least he went homa jt as opposed to jt and then homa you know there was a little bit more of a little bit more of a shot there as opposed to the guy with the best odds in the entire tournament so i hear you on that one i almost want eric van runyan to be honest oh but i'm not confident in that in the millisliders well evr oh all right interesting on that one It'd be a mustache one. man all right, well, we got a lot going on. You got oh, sorry, not Eric Van Rungen. I meant to say Tommy Fleetwood. I am sorry. I was gonna say, I was like, you didn't mention like you're talking about me not mentioning Brian Harmon. I was like, you, you did not mention EVR all episode. Yeah, sorry, Tommy Fleetwood. That's what I meant. I I like Fleetwood as well. I got him on both lineups. So realistically, I should have taken him because that's <laughs> how I compound all of my bets. But what it could have, should have. But all right. Let's get into it. Let's just let's just enjoy another good week in golf. We're going to the Colonial. It should be fun. Unfortunately, we have another couple of weeks before we get back into another major, but it'll be around the corner soon. And then hopefully 
hopefully I get a Zaltoris win and hopefully Tiger comes back and makes you all happy. Oh, that's be awesome. Well, luckily coming after a major, we have a good stacked field here. Sometimes it always doesn't work out that way. So we're going to enjoy it. Get to some Charles Schwab action. Then a stacked couple lineups or weeks in a row here. Memorial, RBC Canadian, US Open, Travelers, JDC. Great lineups coming up. Great tournaments. It's going to be exciting couple months in golf. So get ready. Yeah, it's going to be a fun one. So let's go into it. Let's go out there and let's just win a bunch of money this week, everybody. Let's go have a good one. All right.